This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's go to a guy who always plays fair. He has great plays, and he's the host of Send It In. It's our guy. Bring it in. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Props. Jackson Jackson himself. Look at him. Turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. Ah, you hear him across the backyard network, our good friend PJ Glasser. PJ, good morning to you. And I want to get to hockey because I'm excited about this Panthers Leafs series tonight in Toronto. The Leafs are minus 160. The Panthers are plus 135 on the money line. Total set at six and a half. How are you going to bet this series? And are you now a believer in the Leafs that they finally got over that first round hump? So, Jinx, when I came on last week, I said that the Leafs were my pick to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the Bruins are gone. The Rangers are gone. I got to tell you, though, I'm a little nervous, guys, because to me, the Stanley Cup playoffs is a lot like March Madness in the sense that as soon as it looks easy, as soon as you think the path is favorable, it never Mm -hmm. is. And now I look at the Eastern Conference with the Leafs, and it's the Panthers, it's the Hurricanes, it's the Devils and it looks really in their favor. So I'm kind of terrified right now if I'm a Maple Leafs fan. like Because I feel like they have a lot of hope. They feel like the, the path is definitely in their favor. And with all that being said, I like the Florida Panthers in game one tonight. Plus 135 Ooh. on the money line. I think they're going to ride that momentum from their game seven win against Boston. They're going to continue playing with house money. And the Maple Leafs just aren't going to make it easy on their fans. They finally have gotten past the first round. Everybody's feeling good. They're playing the Florida Panthers. They thought there was a 99% chance they'd be playing the Bruins. Instead, they're playing the Panthers. So give me the Panthers in game one. We get an underdog, it seems like, every night in the Stanley Cup playoffs that wins. And it's a beautiful thing. So I would take a shot at either the Kraken or the Panthers tonight. But I think it's going to be the Panthers that get the win. I love the over with the total set at six and a half just because these two teams can light it up. And also the net mining is sort of taking a step back for both of these clubs during the postseason. We've seen a lot of high scoring games. Would you lean for that or no? Yeah, especially in game one, Jenks, right? Because it's like a feel out yeah. game. You you want to see how the other team's playing you. Leafs gave up seven goals to uh, Tampa in their game one. And uh, so I, I think the over is a great look at six and a half. I don't mind that at all. And I like the Panthers as well. I think those are two good plays. PJ, it's a tough slate in basketball tonight because, number one, we have Heat Knicks with a thousand question marks. We don't even know who's playing. (laughs) 
Uh, and then we have Lakers Warriors, which is a very interesting series from a viewing perspective, but it might be a little tricky to figure out the first game of the series. I know this isn't your favorite play, but it's Steph versus LeBron. We got to talk about it. What are the angles you're looking at in this series? I think it's going to be a great series, guys. I think the Lakers are better, but I also thought the Kings were better. But the greatness of Steph Curry just kind of propelled the Warriors to victory, and that's what I'm kind of worried about in this series too. I mean, LeBron's arguably the greatest player of all time, but the way Steph's going right now, you just worry that he he might drop another 40, 50 points on any given night and the Warriors could win a game. It also helps the fact that they have home court advantage in this series, unlike they did against Sacramento. So potential game seven could be at the Chase Center. I I think this series goes six or seven games, though. I would be shocked if it doesn't. As for game one tonight, Chelsea, Steph Curry's over-under for points is 31 and a half. And after the dude just dropped 50 points in game seven, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a lot of people that are going to like the under. Well, I'm one of those people that kind of lean towards the under tonight. I kind of like Steph's under points and Jordan Poole's over points because I kind of think they're correlated. The Warriors know what they've do- they're doing. They've been through so many playoff series that they know after they just got after a a game seven, a series that was long and tough and hard fought, and now they're going up against the Lakers. Steph obviously could drop 35 or 40 tonight, but I don't think we see him play the entire fourth quarter like he did a number of times in that series against the Kings. I think Steve Kerr rests him more tonight than we've seen throughout the playoffs because they know it's a sprint and it's not a marathon. And even though they do want to protect their home court, They also have to pay Steph Curry as well, and he's playing minutes in the playoffs that he hasn't played in like five, six, seven years. So I think the Lakers are a much, much better defense. I don't think. I know they're a much better defensive team than the Kings are. So even though it's not going to be fun, it's going to take some cojones to do it, I would probably lean Steph Curry under 31.5 points. And I think Jordan Poole could have a big game off the bench tonight. I kind of like his over 12.5 as well. Oh, that's a gutsy man. We're talking to PJ Glasser, host of Send It In, every weekday, 1.30 p.m. in the East. How would you bet or are you going to bet the Knicks and Heat tonight? We've been joking around that it's ankle watch 2023. Like Jimmy Butler has a bum ankle. Jalen Brunson has a bum ankle. I mean, it's just like Julius Randle didn't play in game one, and so he's questionable. So with so many variables and the Knicks laying six and a half, is there any way to play this? I think if anything, it's got to be the under just because of the desperation of the Knicks. So the Mm -hmm. defense is going to be really good in this game. Plus, like you guys said, Jimmy Butler might not play tonight. All these guys could not play. And that total, if anything, won't go up. If anything, it's going to go down. So I think 206.5 is a good price. Plus, in game one, it felt like those two teams really shot the ball well and they only went over the total by the hook. It was 208 and a half. They scored 209. Now it's down to 206 and a half. We know Knicks Cavs series was five for five going under. So it's got to be the under for me. And then for the side, I'm not going to bet it. It's got to be Miami or pass. I understand why the Knicks are favored by six and a half, but the heat have just been too good too many times on the road for me not to catch the six and a half with them. So the under would probably be my favorite play. If you're asking me to choose between the side, though, I mean, it's got to be heat or pass at six and a half. That's a good amount of points. 
PJ, who do you think wins it all? Because now we have the Bucks on vacation. Um, the Celtics just lost in game one of that series against the Sixers. It's looking very interesting. Who do you yeah. think is crowned champion of the NBA at the end of it all? Gosh, it's a good question, Charles. It does feel like it's up for grabs in the NBA and the mm -hmm. NHL. I still like Boston. I still like Boston. Mm -hmm. They lost game one yesterday, but I expect them to bounce back. Uh, it, you know, this is the thing about the NBA. It's it's not one and done. It's a series. I expect Boston to be okay. Western Conference, good luck. I, I, I still am not pushing the panic button on Phoenix yet. All Denver did was win two games at home. They served their home court. That's what they were supposed to do, and they did it. It's the same thing with the Warriors and the Kings. The Kings won those first two games at home. We saw how that series turned out. So I'm not pushing the panic button on Phoenix yet. I think it's the Celtics more so than anything, Chelsea, just because like the Western Conference, you could make a case for all four of those teams. And even though Philly did win that game one, even though Embiid's probably coming back, I don't think the Knicks are going to make it. I don't think the Heat beat the winner of this Celtics and Sixers series. And I still think Boston is is the better team. So just because of how much of a crapshoot the West is, and I think Boston is the best team, and I think they'll be okay, it would probably be the Celtics. But it feels like the NBA is as wide open this year as it's been in a long, long time, which I think is awesome for the sport. Because all these teams left, I mean, you could really make a case that maybe they, they could win it all. Talking with PJ Glasser, check him out each and every weekday at 1.30 in the East as the host of Send It In. PJ, if we have time, I want to get to the Wells Fargo Championship because that's at Quell Hollow this week. I know you have a bet on that, but we have not asked you yet about Lamar Jackson signing his contract with the Ravens, and I know you follow the Ravens and Lamar closely. Did this go down the way you thought it was going to go down, and is – this what you think the Ravens need moving forward to finally sort of put it together if Lamar stays healthy. Jinx, it's so funny. When you guys play the intro music, I'm like, oh, my God, they can play this, and I know that Lamar's going to be my quarterback. This is awesome. <laughs> but, uh, no, I was, I was fired up. I'm excited. It's just – it's like knowing now that we go into the season with Lamar as the quarterback and not like Tyler Huntley or something, like there's this new sense of belief – I think the Ravens roster is as good as any in the AFC. And obviously, even though their roster might be good, they still have to go through Burrow and Mahomes. But uh, to answer your question, Jenks, you know, the process was a little more drawn out than I would have liked. I think they played with fire a little bit. The Jalen Hurts deal was really the key. I think that was the whole key because all Lamar had to really go off of was the Deshaun Watson deal, and that's why he wanted the money and the guaranteed. But once Hurts came out, then the Ravens negotiated something just a little bit more than that, and I think that's what got him over the fence. So it was definitely a, a little untraditional, and they went with the non-exclusive, and they opened it up to other teams, but – in the end, it all worked out. I'm glad he's back. And, uh, yeah, I think the Ravens have a great shot this season. They can stay healthy. All right. Only a couple minutes left, PJ. But I want to hear some of your golf bets. So let us have them. Yeah. So Wells Fargo Championship this week. Jenks, like you said, at Quail Hollow. Great golf course. The fourth longest course that they play all season on the PGA Tour. It's like 7,500 yards. Holes 16, 17, and 18. They call the Green Mile. It's the three hardest stretch hole down the wire at any PGA course. We have an elevated event this week, which is great. We get all the best players 
outside of Rahm and Scheffler. They're out. So that's why Rory's the heavy favorite. This is one of his best courses. He plays well here all the time. Guys I would look at, though, are Victor Hovland at 20-1. to 1. Hovland's been awesome as of late. Bunch of top 10 finishes in his last four or five events. And the course sets up well for him. He finished third here a couple of years ago. You want elite iron players because this course is so long. It's a second shot golf course. You need guys that are really good from like 180, 200 yards with their long irons. Hovland's really good at that. Cameron Young's another guy at 20 to 1 that I would look at. Uh, Max Homa, who's been playing great golf this season, he won here about four or five years ago, so he could be a guy to look at. But don't be afraid to sprinkle in some long shots. Usually with these elevated events, we tend to lean towards the top of the leaderboard. But because there's no Rom, because there's no Scheffler, I think this could be an opportunity this week to to sprinkle some long shots. Don't be afraid to look at a guy like Keith Mitchell at 66 to one, Shane Lowry at 66 to one, both good iron players, both guys that uh, that could be in contention this week. And Emiliano Grio, he was 120 to one. Now he's down 90 to one. Two top 10 finishes here in his last couple events, and he played really well in Mexico last week. So uh, if you want some long shots, those would be some guys I would target. No, oh, those are some good ones. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at PJGlasser9 and check him out as host of Send It In every weekday at 1.30 in the East is our friend PJ Glasser. PJ, we always appreciate the insight. Good luck in your bets, my friend. Thank you, guys. Great seeing you. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.